Romans, Introduction Matthew Henry's Commentary on the Whole Bible An Exposition, with Practical Observations, of The Epistle of St. Paul to the Romans Introduction If we may compare Scripture with Scripture, and take the opinion of some devout and pious persons, in the Old Testament David's Psalms, and in the New Testament Paul's Epistles, are stars of the first magnitude, that differ from the other stars in glory. The whole scripture is indeed an epistle from heaven to earth, but in it we have upon record several particular epistles, more of Paul's than of any other, for he was the chief of the apostles, and labored more abundantly than they all. Bibliath. Sanct. Lib. 2, and are extant, but, upon the first view, they appear spurious and counterfeit. Bibliath. Sanct. Lib. 2, and are extant, but, upon the first view, they appear spurious and counterfeit. This epistle to the Romans is placed first, not because of the priority of its date, but because of the superlative excellency of the epistle, it being one of the longest and fullest of all, and perhaps because of the dignity of the place to which it is written. Chrysostom would have this epistle read over to him twice a week. It is gathered from some passages in the epistle that it was written Anno Christi 56, from Corinth, while Paul made a short stay there in his way to Troas, Acts. 20 5, 6. He commendeth to the Romans Phoebe, a servant of the church at Sencria, chapter 16, which was a place belonging to Corinth. He calls Gaius his host, or the man with whom he lodged, chapter 16 verse 23, and he was a Corinthian, not the same with Gaius of Derb, mentioned Acts 20. Paul was now going up to Jerusalem, with the money that was given to the poor saints there, and of that he speaks, chapter 15 verse 26. The great mysteries treated of in this epistle must needs produce in this, as in other writings of Paul, many things dark and hard to be understood, 2 Peter 3 verse 16. The method of this, as of several other of the epistles, is observable, the former part of it doctrinal, in the first eleven chapters, the latter part practical, in the last five, to inform the judgment and to reform the life. And the best way to understand the truths explained in the former part is to abide and abound in the practice of the duties prescribed in the latter part. For, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, John 7 verse 17. I, the doctrinal part of the epistles instructs us. 1. Concerning the way of salvation. 1. The foundation of it laid in justification, and that not by the Gentiles' works of nature, chapter 1, nor by the Jews' works of the law, chapter 2, 3, for both Jews and Gentiles were liable to the curse, but only by faith in Jesus Christ, chapter 3 verse 21, etc., chapter 4. 2. The steps of this salvation are 1. Peace with God, chapter 5. 2. Sanctification, chapter 6, 7. 3. Glorification, chapter 8. 2. Concerning the person saved, such as belong to the election of grace, chapter 9, Gentiles and Jews, chapter 10, 11. By this it appears that the subject he discourses of were such as were then the present truths, as the Apostle speaks, 2 Peter 1 verse 12. Two things the Jews then stumbled at justification by faith without the works of the law, and the admission of the Gentiles into the church, and therefore both these he studied to clear and vindicate. 2. The practical part follows, wherein we find. 1. Several general exhortations proper for all Christians, chapter 12. 2. Directions for our behavior, as members of civil society, chapter 13. 
3. Rules for the conduct of Christians to one another, as members of the Christian Church, chapter 14 and chapter 15 verses 1 to 14. 3. As he draws towards a conclusion, he makes an apology for writing to them, chapter 15 verses 14 to 16, gives them an account of himself and his own affairs, verses 17 to 21, promises them a visit, verses 22 to 29, begs their prayers, verses 30 to 32, sends particular salutations to many friends there, chapter 16 verses 1 to 16, warns them against those who cause divisions, verses 17 to 20, adds the salutations of his friends with him, verses 21 to 23 and ends with a benediction to them and a doxology. To God, verses 24-27.